Welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help teens and adults with autism become more independent and successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Um, right now, as we speak, or as I speak, um, my dog Eli is um, scratching his ear, and he does that quite a bit. So if anyone has any suggestions on uh, how to uh, get him to stop doing that, um, just send me an email. Uh, so an another thing that would be helpful if you could do is, um, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast so far, if you could subscribe on one of the uh, current nine platforms we're on, that would be really helpful. And in addition to that, um, more importantly, maybe giving us a review um, so more people can learn about this podcast. On today's podcast, we will talk with the wonderful Kathy Hughes, who will share her dramatic entrance into the autism community and discuss the importance for those with autism to develop community. Kathy Hughes, the self-branded caffeinated advocate, is an innovative innovative storyteller and community strategist who considers herself humble, unbreakable, and vulnerable. She serves as a member of the leadership team at Achieving True Self as the Director of Family Support and Community Engagement. Over the past 15 years, she has provided comprehensive support and passionate advocacy to individuals and self-advocates, their families, and surrounding natural support such as schools, churches, daycare facilities, as well as health care organizations, transition providers, and other applicable sources throughout communities within and well beyond the borders of Pennsylvania. Being a mother to a 20-year-old with autism, she knows that navigating the system is often a very daunting task, but believes that receiving services and supports to be independent and successful really should never be difficult. She considers herself a servant leader, one who cultivates, develops, and maintains relationships with grace and grit in order to create, enhance, and promote services and programs that transform lives. On a personal level, what she feels is a calling, not just a career, allows her to give back some of what has so graciously been given to her family. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Hi, Kathy. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So I think we both have our coffee at, at this point, uh, so we should be good. I'm about halfway down. 
<laughs> so I, I'm always interested in hearing pe- people's stories about where they entered the autism community. So where does your story start? So it started for us, actually, um, it's hard to believe now, but it's 17 years ago. Uh, it was the year 2001 when my son Christian uh, was first diagnosed with autism. And uh, unfortunately, the way uh, we were introduced to the autism community was a pretty rough and very traumatizing start. It was actually a community incident where my son was engaging in self-injurious behaviors and it's simply in the middle of a meltdown due to an overcrowded restaurant um, that he you know, really couldn't cope with his environment that um, we had folks that witnessed what was going on and saw me trying to calm him down and move him from the situation. And unfortunately, what they thought they saw was a child that was being abused. And what happened was, um, long story short, um, I was arrested. My son taken from me. And it wasn't until we had our first child and family court hearing that a judge had seen Christian and heard our story and was just completely dumbfounded and said, you know, I'm not a doctor, but something's going on with that child, and why didn't your pediatrician help you? Why didn't someone direct you to find support for him? There's something wrong. And I I remember looking at her just as dumbfounded and said, I've been asking my pediatrician for help for over a year and a half. My son isn't talking. He engages in tantruming behaviors all day long and has these strange interests, and he, he can't speak to me. I... I don't know what's wrong either, but I, I know there's something going on, and I've asked for help, and I didn't get that help, and here we are. So it was a court-ordered psychological evaluation that gave me the answer that I had been looking for for so long, and that was that it, it wasn't my fault, and that I wasn't just a young mother who didn't know what she was doing, and I wasn't making this up. I was the mother of a child with autism. Right. That's how we were introduced to the community. Well, well, cer- certainly that sounds like a very um, traumatic <laughs> introduction, but I think a lot of families. Yes. Yeah, but I think a lot of families could um, certainly relate to just you know not getting that initial su- support. Right. Not getting what they need. Right. So, 
So at one point you um, entered the community, uh, the autism community as a professional, as a parent liaison. Um, what what um, brought about th- that decision? So it really what brought me to that point was uh, it was a complete life change for me. Um, back um, Going back to 01, uh, I was working in retail management at the time with a very haphazard schedule and a lot of demands and it really got to a point where I realized that my full-time job had to be supporting Christian and making sure that he had what he needed. So I quit my job, and yes, it was a huge financial burden, but I quit my job to essentially be a researcher, a teacher, and a therapist and take him to all of those places and people that he needed. So for two years, that truly became my job in my life. But there was an opportunity that came up for me in 2003 to work for a behavioral health provider to provide care liaison support and give resources to families and be that voice on the other end of the phone. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, really a logic that brought me to that decision. It was the truth following my heart. And I wanted to give back. I wanted people to not feel alone. I didn't want them to struggle sorting the facts from the fiction and sorting through endless you know, paperwork and making all these phone calls. I truly wanted to be that person that picked up the phone and told those parents and caregivers, you're not alone. There is hope. There is help. And there's people and places that can truly help you. And I'm going to help you do that. That's what brought me to keep changing my, you know, career and life direction was I wanted to give back to family sometimes. Right, and you and you've been giving back to families ever since. Um, so, so 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 often families don't get the support they need, um, and I think throughout your career you have been giving providing support to families. Um, and I know you're currently doing that, achieving uh, true self, um, where you're currently working. So, what what would you say to families like? that you wish every family kind of knew about um, raising a child with autism, whether they're two years old, 10 or 20 or beyond? Oh, absolutely. So that's a very loaded question. <laughs> um, I have to say, I'm going to back here at Achieving True Self. Uh, I've been at you know, a couple of organizations over the years, and you know, I'm grateful to be with an organization that embraces a culture of connection and investing in both its staff that serve the families and, you know, are so passionate about supporting its families and helping, as we say, individuals achieving their true self. I truly believe that everybody in this world has something to contribute, and I would want every family, no matter where their child, their adolescent, if they have an access support, no matter where they fall out on the spectrum, every individual talent, they have gifts, everybody has a reason for being here, everybody has value, everybody has something to add, everybody can contribute to a world ever-changing, ever-struggling. I want them to know that everybody has purpose, and sometimes it takes a while for us to, you know, really dig deep with those individuals and provide them with maybe, you know, some more support than others, but everybody has something to give. Diagnosis or not, people are people, and people absolutely matter. Yes. So if if the listeners uh, today want to learn more about achieving true self, um, how do they go about getting in contact with you? Well, there's quite a few ways they can get in touch with us. Uh, we are on the web, of course, at www.achievingtrueself.com. 
We are all over social media. We have a Facebook page, a LinkedIn page, and also a Twitter feed. Um, folks are also welcome to give me a direct call on an 866-287-2036. My direct extension is 101. A lot of our client base right now is in the state of Maryland providing in-home programming guided by the principles of ADA, but we're also expanding through Pennsylvania. We're also in uh, Pontus of West Virginia. We're rapidly growing by um, population and service lines, and uh, there's much more to come. Right. So it, it's not just about families who have, have a lack of support. And teens and adults with autism often have, um, you know, a lack of support. So, so much of what we do with Autism Personal Coach is developing community for, for people. So in your experience, what have you seen in terms of how the lack of community negatively impacts those with autism? tell you that what you do with autism personal coach and your staff, you are meeting such a tremendous need in this community. Thank that you. lack of community and you know, having that feeling like the world is against you and doesn't understand you is so isolating and that autism and really any disability. So as I said earlier, my right. son Christian is older now. He's twenty, I'm simply twenty one in January, haven't helped me. <laughs> he still often struggles with finding no, that sense of belonging is he recognizes that he has purpose this world differently, he exists differently than other stage. He can see that his former high school classmates have moved forward with either, you know, their post-secondary plans, college jobs, they have significant others, or they've moved away. And I can see each and every day that he often feels stuck and not, you know, really sure how to propel himself forward. Eventually, he does work a part-time job, and he has some socialization in that regard, and he's always chatting with our neighbors when he's watching the dog, or he goes to work out at the local gym with uh, our next-door neighbors who truly treat him like family. But he's just finding that commonality with peers of age or peers that share his diagnosis. Um, he really wants a girlfriend, which we see a lot of some of our older folks on the spectrum. Definitely. Just simply put, that people need people. Yeah. And no matter what the ability or disability Ultimately, people need connection, they need relationships, and again, I'm so grateful that Autism Personal Coach plays a role in meeting this need and truly creating opportunities for helping individuals who are diagnosed to feel like they truly do belong somewhere. Yeah, we definitely all need community. Uh, so yes. what, what do you think, like, what do you see as barriers for, for adults and teens in developing that community? on the individual. Sometimes it's just simply the lack of those social problem-solving skills is their mm-hmm. brain so differently. Right. But, you know, oftentimes we see, you know, the mental health issues that creep in and that comorbidity, and I think that just aggravates these barriers even further. Yeah. Um, speaking again, using my son as an example, I see a lot of anxiety. He suffers from depression and truly is so self-conscious as he is at that other end of the spectrum where he has such heightened awareness and recognizes I really am different than everybody else, but I, you know, I encourage him, the therapist encourages him, you know, and tells him, you're different, but, you know, we're all different, and that's okay, and don't be afraid when you need to ask for help or when you need people or when you need things. That's okay. Everybody needs help sometimes. Yeah, we we all need help, and Christian and so many other adults that I've met um, are some of the most amazing people I have met, um, and have so much so much to offer the the community. And I think 
Yeah, I think like what you said, the problem solving is 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 definitely a, a big challenge and the communicating about those problems. Oftentimes, I think so many of our adults kind of get stuck in their 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 head um, and that kind of leads to that anxiety and depression. Yes, absolutely. So what so what strategies do you think like or best practices do you think will help people with autism develop that community? incredible and what I appreciate about what you recognize is that there's really not a one-size-fits-all approach to it and you know we can't just form groups for people that share the same diagnosis and you know put them in a community setting or a room and say okay let's go engage it doesn't work that way you know we have to form groups of people that maybe share some commonality with the diagnosis but engage and find out where their interests are what are they seeking to gain we need to ask them we need to be engaging with them we can never assume. And to give you a great example, um, many years ago when Christian was still in school, he was a part of a social skills group that was organized by a counselor. Right. And he was in a group with five individuals who were also on the spectrum like him. And at our spring IEP meeting, he asked to attend, which he was 14 at the time, so absolutely should attend. And he was really excited about it. And he started talking, and he said, I would like to withdraw from the social skills group. At that point, I looked at the counselor, and she looked at me, and we went, wait, wait a minute. He, he did a group with, with other people with autism, and he needs to work on his social skills. And, oh, my goodness, why, why would he want to withdraw? You can't let him do that. And what he said was, the reason I don't want to be in this group is because we have nothing in common besides <laughs> their diagnosis. Right. I'm in a group of people that... They don't share my interest, and no one thought to ask what we like. And then he pointed out another kid and said, and I don't even like him. (laughs) You know, it was really, it was a teaching moment for all of us that, you know, maybe he would have got more out of that group had we looked truly beyond the diagnosis and really engaged them and their interests and their needs and their likes. So, you know, we need to look at them as, people and as individuals and engage them and find out what makes them tick, what makes them happy, what makes them thrive, and truly go beyond the label. And I know that's something you do and it's something I appreciate and I wish more groups and organizations would, you know, really follow suit with that. We need to educate communities, you know, about differences so, you know, we can further embrace people with autism, whether we're teaching, you know, post-secondary settings, employers community organizations, just really going from awareness and supporting people in general with autism to, again, recognizing people are people and everybody's different. And, you know, I think if we continue to do just that, the world as we know it's going to recognize that maybe maybe we're not so different after all. No, no, and I think that's perfect. Just going, it's not about the label, it's about the person. Yes. Well, that's a key takeaway. Yeah. Well, Kathy, I really appreciate your time today. Um, thank you very much for, for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Keep doing the great work that you're doing. Same to you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to, the, 
today's episode. So often teens and adults with autism struggle with anxiety and as a result don't have success in their lives. Autism Personal Coach is a unique service in that we help individuals with autism by working on meaningful, individualized goals in a setting in which they'll be used so their anxiety is greatly reduced and as a result, they can become more independent and successful. To get an autism coach for a loved one or yourself, it's very easy. All you have to do is email autismpersonalcoach at yahoo.com or call 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. Uh, Next week's episode, we will have Ann Tapia of the Regional Autism Advisory Council of Southwest Ohio, and she will be discussing the importance of dealing with trauma for people with autism. Talk to you then.